0: You're listening
1: to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, joined by Corey the Bayou Benders, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Right, guys we are back
0: we uh, back uh.
1: we in effect uh. we back um there's so much to talk about um, it's been a month to the day it's been an entire month that's <laughs> that's probably our longest that's that was gross longest um, it but was something it was something um being a nurse nursing student's tough. Um <laughs> and yeah, but we're we here, we back, Corey. How have we you here? been,
0: buddy? I've been fucking busy. Uh Mardi Gras is over. And now everyone's got the Mardi Gras sickness where you huh? just catch something because there's too many people gathered in like sometimes shitty weather it's either hot and rainy or it's freezing because it rained. Uh so after Mardi Gras everyone tends to get sick. I'm not really sick. I just have like a like my sinuses are messed up. But uh, I am tired as fuck. I'm tired as fuck. Uh Mardi Gras is it takes it takes place over a month, but it's not like condensed until um Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, you got, was that fucking seven days of just straight, every single day is a party, and then Wednesday uh, is Ash Wednesday, and uh, if you ever see people with the the weird Ash cross on their head, um, that's really big down here, so it's like you you go be a fucking lunatic for seven days, and then you pretend like everything's back to normal with, with your god after that. Um, but everybody's drained. It's just uh, that's the time of year. It is everybody's just disgusted with life, but made good money. That's how I am, Mason. I'm sorry. A <laughs> team uh, didn't make it to the Super Bowl. I don't know what else.
1: You can't even make it to the Super Bowl.
0: My team didn't make it to the Super Bowl. Uh oh. next year's next year is gonna suck. Anticipate another month break next year when the Super Bowl is in New Orleans on Mardi Gras weekend.
1: Is it in New Orleans next year? It is
0: in New Orleans. They've been prepping the Superdome for five years to get it up to code for a Super Aren't Bowl. You fucking happy you don't work there anymore. I will be working that. <laughs> Out of my own volition, because I am going to make bank. I'm probably going to make at least two thousand dollars that day. God damn. I will probably <laughs> I'll probably double that that week. I could use I could use two grand. Yeah. I'll go buy a PlayStation and get fucking hell divers. <laughs> um Fuck that! Yeah. So I'm next year, Cuba. I'm going to Cooper. I'm, meet me in Cooper with my boy Dakota. Uh next year. Don't be surprised if this happens again. Um, this every single year we pretend like we're prepared for Mardi Gras and we never are, and shit's just uh, it's 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 just, it's just terrible. It's just OSHA violations, uh, everywhere every fucking day of it and it, next year all these big corporations will be here um and the biggest game will be played down here and uh the 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 city cannot handle that. our infrastructure is fucked. it's gonna be it's gonna be a delight. We'll just call it that. we'll just call it that Fair
1: enough well how are you uh, how how are you how's school school's been kicking my fucking ass um i mean obviously i uh i had to take a lot of time off just to even stay stay afloat but we're into the reading week now so Reading week before this we discussed with that man. <sighs> Sorry, yawning, but yeah, yeah, we were discussing <laughs> it. Um yeah, much That's needed.
0: Saying. Much needed reading week. Much needed. Yeah, I don't I don't think I ever did the right thing. I think I used reading week um to like catch up on all my <laughs> all my backlog art that I needed to turn in for grades.
1: I usually I usually use it for sleep and work. I load up my bank account on Reading Week
0: with just shit. Uh, one year, one year. I, I have like six, I had like six pieces of art I had to turn in. Um, because that's that's like for art kids when you got to go in for like midterms and shit. It's normally like. You have to have like a certain number of pieces done and a certain media type. And that's, yeah. you know, that's that's your grade, right? You know? Uh <laughs> so some kids do it like they're supposed to, uh progressively. And then some kids like me will just like eat a bunch of acid and, and, and try to knock it out <laughs> in a fucking weekend. And um I I had like a mixed media one and I I I didn't know what the fuck to do. So I literally took some spray paint, spray painted uh, like a 20 by, I don't know, 20 by 15, 20 by 14 piece of paper, like some thick paper. I spray painted that red and then literally did, I don't know, eight times the size of a match. That was lit on fire and like burnt out. And my teacher laughed so fucking hard at. It. <laughs> Cause she just, I was just powering through anything, but she was like, I wouldn't accept this if it wasn't so detailed, but because I actually put details, <laughs> she accepted it. <laughs>
1: yeah. I've, I've definitely got a few things that have accumulated that I've sort of had to, uh, you know get ba- get get ready for backlog but it's been uh it's been good it's been good to be back um fuck we
0: should we should i guess we should start rolling into it eh yeah why don't we pick up where we left off last one month ago we made some uh, predictions we made some predictions let's pull them up real quick all right Mason said that – Mason asked the question, does Slavkovsky end the season with 38 – I believe he said 38 points. And then you mm-hmm. changed it to do you think he'll make 38 to 40 points at the end of the season? We're going to lock that in as Masons since he asked I said, it. I said 38. I said he's going to stop at 30. uh, 33 uh he's at a solid 30 30 points in the season he's been red hot i can't wait to talk about him uh he's got 30 points on the season right now with 27 games left um he is going to smoke (laughs) he's going to smoke my record and uh he's coming for mason's um that being said you want to just kind of comment on Slavkovsky for a second let's look at uh let's look at him as of late I think in fantasy he was sitting around I think just last week he was like in fifth fifth overall in my league it, it was insane like he's just been he's got it right now <laughs> last yeah, five um, games uh three I think goals we
1: made, we made a poor we made a poor um five points uh five four predictions saying he would only get to 38 he's at 30. you know what
0: What did he do? He was like, y'all tripping.
1: He's gone off. He has been one of the hottest players. Him and Suzuki and Caulfield. Mostly him and Suzuki have been some of the hottest players in the NHL. um, The entire league. This entire month of February. And yeah, 30 points, 12 goals. He's on pace for... Well, sorry, let me... Was he on? Had it here. Yeah, on pace for 45 points. That's not a bad sophomore season at all. Not a bad sophomore. And and it's actually pretty doable. If he keeps up the rate in which he's scoring, he could even surpass that. So, pretty incredible stuff from Slav Cost.
0: Imagine having to end the season, which I guess could be our. We can talk about it in a little bit. um, End the season with a guy with 70 points, 40. 40 plus points and potentially 50 50 points. That'd be crazy.
1: Yeah. Well, and Caulfield's been, you know, lacking in the goals department a little bit, but he's he put up a but he produces
0: every fucking like every game. It's very rare he's got he's off the score sheet. He might not be yeah.
1: Sorry, I'm yawning there. I'm fucking tired. You're Um, good. I'm tired as well. (laughs) <laughs> Suzuki and Slaff are both riding eight-game point streaks as well. Slaff has the longest point streak by a um, teenager in Habs history.
0: Just starting starting it's early, dude. Incredible. Jesus. Um, I've been happy with his play, dude. Mike Matheson has also been like – you could see like the, the swing in the power play as of late where they're just giving his chances. Uh, he almost tied the game up against – who was that? The No, not the Rangers. The Rangers destroyed us, right? He uh, did mess us up, but Slaff had a very nice goal. Yeah, uh, he did. I'm who was the last game we played? What team was that? Um, okay, uh, Washington. We own he should have scored that, he should have scored, um, in the last couple of seconds. He had a great, great opportunity. Um, but man, that that look that the, he's been getting on that power play has been nasty.
1: they've been phenomenal and he slaff has totally changed the um dynamic of that power play as well Mm -hmm. um he's provided a new option not only shooting where we've seen him scoring some goals um he's been great in retrievals all year but a new passing threat as well he's been laying some absolute dimes specifically Mm -hmm. to suzuki and Suzuki, of course,
0: has been dishing
1: them right back that backhanded sauce. That yeah, he's yeah.
0: revitalized Suzuki's like uh, goal scoring ability with these passes. Yeah, Suzuki's leading the team now. Has
1: his third straight twentieth twenty goal season, and it's just totally changed. It's turned the power play into a real threat. It's been a positive. The Habs are eighteenth or seventeenth in the league. That's the highest I've seen them especially considering where we were for the rest of the season. That's the highest I've seen the Habs power play in, in years. I know that's pathetic to say, but this late in the season, we're usually guaranteed like at least 28th, right? We're usually mm-hmm. pretty, pretty low down there. And yes, yeah, Slav has really revitalized
0: um the power play. And
1: honestly, new hooks done very well to fill in for Monaghan as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, you're, you're totally right on that. Um, it's crazy to think that just not that long ago, we were begging for him to get some looks on the power play. And it's like, as, as a podcast host to, to feel like you were writing that, you know, as like a collective, um, it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice to, you know, to just see this kid. All I had to do was give him an opportunity. He's been working his, he's been working his bag off to get the opportunity and he is fucking running with it absolutely and the best we're we're still losing <laughs> i hate to say that because they're they're fun to watch most nights but we're losing and it's it's keeping us in a chance to still get like a you know in the top 10 on the draft
1: well yeah if that first line's not not scoring like four goals three four goals we're usually not winning the game yeah. we need a michael Pizzetta put it on a
0: put it on his back fucking night um, but
1: that's okay because honestly, what we've seen from that top line, we don't need a win. Nothing, we just need guys to I develop. Yeah, no, really. And to see like that top line has been one of the best. They've been the best line. Well, I fuck. Who said it? Um. Oh, I think it was Vincent Trocheck. I think really? it was the range. Oh, who said it? Um, I can't remember who it was. Um. Mm-hmm team came away from playing the Habs and basically said that, well, no, not basically said they've been the best line in the NHL. They've been the That's hottest crazy, line in the NHL That's crazy. They, they planned to play them. I believe it was someone on the Rangers. They said they planned to face that Slav Suzuki line. They've been the hottest line in the NHL. Well, and they have. And, and to hear something like that and to see where they are, Slav and Suzuki are two of the top three hottest Players in the NHL this month. They've scored the most points. Mm -hmm. They've been going crazy. Now, resolve might have just changed that with that ridiculous Minnesota Vancouver game that completely derailed my fantasy week, let me add. (laughs) But no, they've been absolutely phenomenal. And we're seeing the superstar like potential of SLAF really start to shine.
0: Um, Yeah. Uh, So just before. Just Slavkovsky in my fantasy. Um last week he was ranked 29th with two goals and six points. Uh the previous week total, two weeks in a row. Uh ranked 13th, and then for the month, uh, he's ranked 23rd with six goals for 12 points. Just been just been on a fucking heater. Unreal. Uh another another thing. And you pointed on it for a second, but it, it it deserves a little bit more conversation. His ability to keep his ability to keep a puck in our hands, like in you know, to take it back or or to play the boards that that much harder. He's, I I wouldn't call him like a two hundred foot player. I think he's got it in him, but uh, just defensively in in. In the opponent's zone, he's just getting so good at taking that puck back and, and allowing us to get one more one more threat, like one more chance on that. It's it's astonishing for him to get to that. And I say the same thing for Cole Caulfield. We haven't touched on him yet. Um, despite his goals might be lacking, uh, but he's doing really good uh points wise. But he's another guy whose whose game has really developed with keep with with really giving us a second chance uh, after turning over the puck. Absolutely. All right. Well, look, since we're we'll take a pause on Slavkovsky, let's go to the last thing we said about Nick Suzuki since we talked about him a little bit. Uh the last question stated in the last podcast was uh over or under on points. Um the question was for under, under uh, a point per game at the end of the season. Yours was on – your guess was 70 to 75 points. Um, let's see where he's at. Right now, excuse me, he's sitting at 53 points on the season. He's got 27 games left. Um, I said over. I, I, I took the over. I said he was going to get 82. I think that's a bit tough.
1: But uh, I, I think, think it's 70, closer to you. 70 is very easily in reach. He has 27 games to get 17 points. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's very, very much within. I think
0: he's going to hit 70, and I think it's going to be massive. Um, I don't think 80 is out of
1: the realm of possibility either. He'll no, by no, by no really means. Hot. He'll have to stay hot. But because he doesn't have a cushion, but he could.
0: He could do it. So, look, uh, his, is, his is totals with the Canadians of all time. He's got uh, the 20 season, 41, 41, 61, 66, 53 with the short season. Excuse me. Oh fucking sneezing bad today. Honestly, I think he would have pushed past 70 if he didn't get hurt last season at only playing 55 games. That's the uh, season, buddy. Oh, my God, dude. Smoke weed, yeah, smoke weed, buddy, smoke weed, smoke <laughs> weed. Um, yeah, dude, he's about to crush that. He's about to crush passes his best. Um, and I would not be surprised if we're if we're looking for closer at seventy five than seventy. I just don't see them slowing down. Um, I don't think eighty two. That's what I said. I took the over on it, but I uh, I would. Your guess at 70 to 75 is like right on the money. And if he goes past it, fucking rights to jump up uh potentially 15, uh 15 to 20 points on your last season. I think that's insane. I think it's insane. And and he's done it for the past couple of years with new line mates, with a lot of injuries, with with utilizing whoever he could. Like the the story about Nick Suzuki last year was that he got sixty six points playing with a new line every month basically because everyone got hurt until he eventually, uh, I think he had a couple of games out. Uh, no, played a full eighty two games. Um, that is wild. Jesus Christ. Okay. If he can do that with fucking anybody, if he can get 66 with fucking anybody on his team, he's it's insane to see once we got some good rhythm around him, what he's capable of. It's gonna be the first 70-point guy since what uh Max Domi, right? I think he got uh, 73 yeah. his he his since his year. Time. This is gonna be fucking massive for us. And for it to be the captain, god damn, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, and I think looking into the future it's more exciting because when you consider that the chemistry this line is beginning to show imagining what they're going to be doing next season
0: mm-hmm.
1: when they have more threats on the second line like a Kirby Doc mm-hmm. um, I think it's even more exciting um, to really think about how many goals Caulfield might get how many points Slaff's going to get you know, what can how can Suzuki further build upon his offensive game? Um the possibilities for this line are endless, and I think it if Sla and it's all because of Slath, and if Slav can continue to um play the way he does, it really changes the uh fears, I think, at least that we've talked about with you know, needing, you know, this. Needing an elite line, needing elite scoring. If these guys can get it done together, the outlook for this team as a cup contender, it changes drastically. Then you're looking, you're looking for one more piece, and you've got it. And if if that's the case, hopefully the if the Habs can get that piece this draft, these guys can continue to this Slav Suzuki. Caulfield line can continue to produce and continue to get better. And then you slot a really good piece on that second line with Doc and New Hooker Waugh, like, you know, either or get another really good piece, create a second really dynamic offensive line. Mm-hmm. Add in Hudson and, you know, Ryanbacker, mm-hmm. other defensive prospects. You, we have a very strong outlook for this team um so it's it's really exciting just how much um Slav can change the outlook for this team and honestly that's what a first overall pick can do right and we're starting to see um you know maybe not as quickly as some may have hoped to certainly you know we've had our doubts on this podcast before but we're starting to see the potential that a first overall pick can have can you know what that can do to the team the outlook and if Slav can continue to reach for the sky and continue to grip better and better and better, he could single-handedly change the entire outlook of this organization. And I think that's a very exciting uh, prospect to consider.
0: Right now, it's just like right now, the pick if the vision was to put these three together, uh, it's 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 terrifying. It's terrifying. Like if they if they envision this. I am fucking on board. This has been, this has been fun. It's been so fun to watch as a late. And I think, I think if he can produce this well, you you, you made a you made a valid point. You just need one more piece to solidify, uh, to solidify this team. Um, you know, I when we went to the cup, when we when we had our cup run, we didn't have like a knockout guy. We just had. Great lines all producing with uh, with a. I don't have the stats in front of me, but like everybody was having like tremendous seasons. If we just have a, if we have so, like just solidarity on every line and they're producing, they're just kind of pulling their fucking weight. And this first line can continue to go off like this. because so I think the second line with Kirby Doc, a healthy Kirby Doc, either New Hook, uh and someone else like a like, like wah or something there. It's almost a Patrick wah. Um, I, I don't see them faltering. Um, you know, just, we could be right there again. You know, I, I don't want to say at the cup, but I, I think this team goes from, you know, um, wanting a tank to at least enjoying the games without the, the entire fan base, um, Pulling analytics and wanting us to, to falter so we can get another another big piece. Yeah, that'd be awesome, but we could... We're getting so close to being able to be like better than the middle of a pack team. And if this team stays at this rate, it's going to be fucking fun. Absolutely. I totally agree. Alright, let's move on to the last part of the last question from last week. Uh, Caulfield, you presented... Will Caulfield get over or under 35 goals? Uh, My answer was I took the over. I said if he gets 30, if he can get to 30, then he'll get 35. Uh, We got, once again, 27 games left in this this season. He's sitting at, what, 19 goals uh, for 45 points. I think that one's going to be a bit tough. That's 10 to 15 goals. I think he's going to get to 30. I don't know if he's going to chase 35. And my number one thing about that, and we saw it in the Rangers game. Hasn't scored uh, in the last five games. He's got two goals in the Rangers game. Um, big part of uh, Cole Caulfield, especially last year, um, we, we, I think he's only had th- four now, four multi-point multi-goal games this season and a multi-goal game from call Caulfield before his shoulder injury was like every other fucking game. I think that's the big difference maker is that unfortunately he's not getting the lucky bounce of getting a multi-goal game every now and then to help boost his fucking numbers. He's getting ones here and there, but honestly, with the red hot offense, he's getting assists like it's nobody's business. So I think hmm. if he can end this season 30 30 goals. Like I said, though, if he does not get to 30, it would be like 28. I don't think it's fair that I added 29 because that's just me trying to milk it as close as I could. Uh, But even somewhere between 28 and 30 goals with over 50 points, he's at 45. He's got 27 games left. I think he can get to 60 fucking points on the season. So uh, a 28 to 30 goal scorer with 60 points alongside... Slavkovsky, who's gonna obliterate uh, my my 33 points. Uh, Slavkovsky is probably gonna be closer to 40. Nick Suzuki is gonna be tiptoeing past 70, and then a 60-point guy. I think I think this is one of the best lines uh, for the Canadians in a long time. Um I think I I wouldn't be surprised as far as uh as keeping the puck in our control, give it like a year or so, we'll be rivaling um Dan O's lawn back in what four years Off- ago.
1: Offensively I'd have to agree. I think this is I tough. think
0: offensively, but I, I the way Slavkovsky has been playing, uh I think we're gonna I'll just stop myself, but I do think uh I, understand I think that we will, absolutely we will we be chasing that potential. that group.
1: There's absolutely the potential for this line to, and you would hope, right? These are the three most
0: talented players this team has had in decades. Like you remember, you remember Slavkovsky's the little bit of time that he came in for the playoff run. He was just stealing the puck. He was just tur- like Caulfield. turning the. What's that? Uh, Slav hasn't been in the playoffs. No, 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 no. Caulfield. Yeah, Caulfield. Okay. Yeah. Like. He still got that in his game. Slavkovski's really shining in that department now. And we know Nick Suzuki can hunt it if he wants to. Like if it it he's gonna play more of a safe defensive position, but if he's got a chance to do it, he's gonna he's gonna take it. You got three guys who aren't afraid to fucking to to jab at the puck. I think it's just one, it's gonna it's gonna produce more turnovers for the for the defense. And then fucking more opportunities offensively for us. It's all their points are only going to go up, and the defense might have to save them every now and then. It's going to happen, but I think they're going to start testing that water. They're going to start like a little bit of cheating, a little bit of, you know, like not playing, (laughs) not playing it safe. But I mean, fuck, dude, we're not looking to win right now. So let them, let them run. No, I'm all for it. Let the boys
1: out of the cage and let's see what they can do, right? And I think their offensive capabilities speak for themselves. I, I agree. I think that defensively they could be very effective by limiting the possession of other lines. Um, And I think that when Slav is retrieving pucks on the boards and Suzuki's and Caulfield, how who have the intelligence to determine where he's going to want to put the puck, or it, it just creates, you know, these extended offensive zone possessions where they're constantly keeping the puck in when it looks like the other line's going to get it out. And mm-hmm. aside from creating possession, that just t- it tires, it wears down opposing lines, right? And since they are matching up against a lot of the times the opponent's top, um line it, it it has created some really good opportunities for the Habs and i think there's a lot of way this line a lot of lot of ways this line works and it's really um inspiring to see
0: absolutely um if you if you're i'm not going to say a minor player for the Habs, but if you're not if you're you know if you're one of these depth guys to see these guys do this every fucking night and like really put it out there you you know they're galvanizing behind it, like everybody's pulling their weight. Oh, absolutely! But, but to have this first line just going off like this, dude, it has got to, it has got to get you pumped up. The Bell Center yeah, has been really, sounding buddy. so fun. What did you say, sir? I said the Bell Center has been sounding so fucking fun.
1: They're hyped. slap has been on a fucking heater. Suzuki's been scoring goals left and right. Even um, Joshua and New Hook have looked really good together. We've barely spoken mm-hmm. about that. Before we get into it,
0: I think we may have a quick word from our uh, from our friends. Yeah, over at DraftKings. Uh, the action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. You can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet Up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, and over-unders, prop bets, your betting options feel endless. Uh, I don't know. It, It wants me to talk a little something. I'm not prepared. I'm just going to bring up the Genesis. Uh last 2 weeks I watched the uh I watched the waste management. Fucking crazy. I think they're going to end up taking that away. <laughs> they're going to have to dull that down. I don't want to see it, but I think the PGA will cuz they're just trying to be too classy, but I think you got to have the waste management to compete with like like what Live was doing. You know, like this is like PGA's only it's like PGA's only like major tournament where you know they let motherfuckers act a fool like this, and that's it's the closest thing to what the kids want these days. This is the modern golfer, the modern golf junkie is watching the fucking waste management. Um, but I watched the Genesis. I was following Cantlay all weekend, and is um, it Hideki Matsuyama? I I know I butchered that. This dude went and pulled it. I didn't get a chance to watch anything Sunday. I had to work. Uh, didn't get to see that. A little upset. I was really following Cantlay. Uh, but yeah, I've been I've been watching some golf, Mason. You'll be proud. Uh, since I can't fucking play. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. You guys remember to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a free risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, that's 1-800-426-2537, 1-800-NEXT-STEP, that's for Arizona, 1-800-522-4700, and 888-789-7777, visit http. Jesus Christ, ccpg.org slash chat, motherfuckers. one 800 bets off. 1-877-770. Stop. 877-8 Hope NY. Or text Hope y at 467-369. Visit OPGR Call text TN Redline at one 800 eight eight. 99789. Jesus 1-80-1888-532-3500 21 plus 18 plus in Wyoming. Physically present in our gee, I'm not reading all this shit. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit rep- required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. Jesus Christ, dude, that was insane. Thank you so much, DraftKings. That one <laughs> that one was insane. What the fuck? Back to it. Take it away. I need to take a break. I got I can't even I have no liquid in my mouth anymore. This cotton mouth out of this world. DraftKings. <laughs> take it away, Ernie. So before we went on before we went on that fucking break, We'll call it that. Uh, you brought up Alex Newhook, who just came back, and, uh, and Joshua Waugh. Joshua, <clears throat> what are some things you you've been noticing about him that you've been you've been excited for?
1: I think they play well together. Um, Newhook's looked good. Wa has looked good. I really actually liked the dynamic with Yoel Armia. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately fucking Marty through Anderson up there. So I think the line is about to become a little less effective, but I just love, li- I like the way Wah and Newhook read off each other. I think they were starting to develop some chemistry and Wah, you know, I think he has three or four points through his first 10 games, but he's looks solid, right? Like he does mm-hmm. not look out of place. He's clearly kind of absorbing the speed of the NHL, like a sponge sort of, Figuring out what works, what doesn't. And I wouldn't be surprised if he starts putting up a few points here and there. Um, I would have really liked to have seen New Hook, Wah, and Yelonin. I think they could have been uh, pretty dynamic together, but Yelonin's been sitting on the bench the last few games in favor of players like Gallagher and Anderson, uh Pizzetta and Gignac. So well,
0: what Gignac's the fuck been great. Know? He's uh, been but look, great,
1: so, but Yolanda.
0: No, absolutely. and y- owes it's his chances. Even someone like a, a press person asked Martin Saint Louis if he was, you know, um, like what is his process with And They see that he he's. I'm. I, I don't know if the word was hard on him because this was a couple of games back. Uh, but he he did say, you know, he there's a standard. You know, every day I work with him. You know, he works with with the with the extra trainers and shit like that. Um, I think Yolonen, he's a great player. He's Yolonen just scares me because I feel like he's one
1: of those players that we're going to lose on waivers, and he's going to do really well. He reminds me of... Has well, never gotten say, an opportunity.
0: I was going to say, I don't want to say he reminds me of Yoel Armia. He reminds me of Yoel Armia's ability. Like, you know he's got it, but he's not showing it. In his case, he's well, not he showing it because he's not getting an opportunity. I to think show
1: a lot of it is that he gets he plays, it's sort of similar to what was happening with Slav when he was on the third and fourth line.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's really hard to make plays and make reads when you're playing with players who are inconsistent and who aren't, you know, they're not seeing the ice and not seeing things that you're trying to create.
0: Right.
1: If you're trying to create a one-two, a give and go, sorry, just turned into soccer talk there if you're trying to create a give and go or you're trying to make a pass off the boards or say you you're trying to create something off the face off anything and your teammate doesn't see it. It doesn't matter how well you execute it no. because they don't know it's coming. And I think with Yolone and that happens. And I, think,
0: I think that's also based on him not having any chemistry with a consistent line. He's like you said, Absolutely. he's either out the game or it's jumbled now I do have to say this. They've got to play Josh Anderson because this is his last chance for this organization to move him around. I don't see it getting any better. They're hoping that he can find his game again like a couple of months back and potentially be something by the end of I'm the deadline. It. I don't see it. I think it's I think the doors are shut on Josh Anderson. I think if we get anything let me rephrase it. If we get anything for Josh Anderson, I don't I don't think it's gonna be a win, but I think anything for him is gonna be progress just because of of the salary. I think he's sitting at five. Um it's either five or like a high full or something. Um but they I get I get they got a plan because they're they're shopping them. But if he's not there i think they're comfortable keeping they're comfortable allowing brendan gallagher to play like a third run a third line role if anderson's not there i think you see them have an opportunity to play yolonen on a second or to play yolonen <clears> on a <throat> third with a consistent spot where he's not getting sat you know
1: i think gallagher provides something um, outside of goal scoring and points production, which I just don't think he's going to be able to keep up with. Obviously, the contract is going to be bad. But we've seen that he is capable of doing a little bit in the third-line capacity. Mm-hmm. Josh Anderson is dead fucking money. It's, yeah. it's brutal. He makes every line he's on worse. Excuse me. He has been a black hole defensively, offensively. He's just terrible. And it's sad because when he was good, he was great and it was awesome. And he was a fun player loves, you know, you can tell he's a guy that loves playing for the blue Blanc et Rouge, but they need to, they should have that. Kent Hughes, not trading him while he could have got first remains one of the worst. It, it's a stain. It really is a stain on his record. And, uh, nothing's a certainty in the sport of hockey but Josh Anderson commands commands and will command no return he is not the ha- the Habs will have to get rid of something to get rid of Josh Anderson and i think it's just a reality of the situation i i don't think he provides anything and you can't have guys like him and gallagher making that much money taking up roster spots it's just we have young guys who can fill the role and actually play and you know grow and reach a potential. Anderson is only going to get worse from here. Um I I think it's next season. This season it is what it is, but next season I think you'll really start to see the um detrimental effect that he has on this team and the development. Well,
0: yeah, because Because we're going to, he's going to be holding a roster spot for it from now moving forward. There's always going to be two guys stuck in the AHL because we, we can't, you know, we can't move to, you know, some guys like it's going to be unfortunate that two guys are going to be way, way past like an AHL caliber. And we're going to only be able to take one up and one guy is going to have to sit back and continue his process in the a and it's going to suck. Exactly. You know, um, I think we'd be wise to, I think we'd be wise to accept that, you know, our return is going to be low, but if we take some, if we retain some of that contract, um, it's better than taking the full thing. So, whatever whatever they can do to make it work, maybe maybe he gets lumped into a deal, you know, but I think you're right. We had an opportunity and it look, I think you're right. We when he could have gone for big, we should have moved him, but you know there's no guarantee that we were we were getting offers. We we expected that. That's what everyone was saying. Maybe we didn't get a first, you know. Maybe it wasn't it wasn't what they wanted. Uh I'm trusting their process still. But that, like you said, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a kicker because that could be something you, you can't do anything with the Gallagher one. You can't do anything with the fucking Gallagher one. That one stuck. Carry price is off what next season or this season. Um, but carry Price, we just keep him in long-term IR, and that doesn't affect us. Um, that's not gonna happen with Brendan Gallagher. He's gonna find a way to come back. Josh Anderson, though, that extra five is is gonna hurt us. It's gonna hurt us. I love Josh Anderson. He's he was an amazing fucking pickup. Um, but he could pull a Sean Monahan and just you know, have a healthy season where he goes the fuck off. And I would love nothing more for that, for him to do that while he's still on this team. So he can be moved for a big piece. Totally agree. I I would, I would love it, but. I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to come to fruition. I think it's, it's what I said earlier, two guys, (laughs) two guys that are like, well ready to come into, uh, to come into their own in the NHL you know, they're gonna have to pick one. They're mm-hmm. gonna have to fucking pick one and, and one guy is gonna be sitting back. We haven't talked about goalies yet. We gotta be getting close on that. Uh by close I don't mean like uh something's gotta give, but we did not we did not do a three goalie uh tandem with the hopes of of keeping that 82 games. Oh, what so. a
1: disaster that we still have. Three goalies.
0: I'm going to say this, dude. We bit ourselves in our own ass. You know, it was clear. It was clear two months ago that Sam Montembeau was going to stay. He's been playing stellar. Primo's been playing good. He's a great backup for for Montembeau. You know that the clear-cut fucking answer we've been talking about, the fan base has been talking about for months, well past two fucking months, we know that... (laughs) that fucking Josh Allen is the best because he knew what his role was here. He's been a tremendous fucking piece for us. And he knew what was going to happen. Why the fuck have we played him? He he like missed 15 games and then he's, he's not looking any better. He's cold as shit. He's fucking looking bad. We just shot ourselves in the fucking foot in that sense. And I know they're going to make a move for him, but You know, he ain't going to be looking like Sean Monahan. People know what Josh Allen's capable of, but they're going to be guessing, well, you know, uh, we've seen what he's capable of, but can he still hold that? We don't know because you don't fucking play him. You don't play him. He's cold. He's he's you can't give him the benefit on a doubt on a game where he gets his fucking ass beat, but he's got no he's got no relative close game where you can you match the fucking numbers. I think we're killing ourselves with that, and we're going to end the fucking season with three goalies.
1: We can't do this another season. No, this is something that needs to end at the trade deadline, and if it doesn't, I think it's a complete failure.
0: Yeah, they they would have whopped. Let's just say this. If If they let it go to that, they're going to end up moving like Primo, Based on his ability, because he's got more looks, because they're not going to get anything for Allen if they don't start utilizing him. They're going to get offered a good deal for Primo, and they might have to fucking take it because they refuse to play Josh Allen. Now, granted, you got guys like, uh, was it Dobbs in the back? You got Fowler coming up in two, three, maybe four years from now. Uh, But fuck, dude. I think that they're they're really I think it's a cool concept. I think it was great in the beginning, but they at some point they just forgot to play the guy that was supposed to be <laughs> supposed to be looked at to get moved. Edmonton's not probably not interested anymore. Colorado got shot down in twenty four hours what do, why do we do that to ourselves uh, I don't even like <laughs> we got uh we got until march 8th it's not even a month why, away like anymore. why
1: why would we do that to ourselves
0: it's yeah good- like like we've been playing we we've been do- this organization since the since the, the you know the retool of of you know office they've been doing things very you know meticulously coordinated very little pockets here and there sometimes it's massive sometimes it's one for ones, you know shit like that all of this is supposed to be coming to fruition. It's supposed to be coming to a head. All of this cult, you know, cultivation of, of of moves. How do you shoot yourself right now? You've got everything going for you. You've you've got no true blunders yet. You've had some some tough looks, but nothing concrete yet. If this fucking happens along with the Josh Allen, I, I Anderson. People are going to start losing faith in this fucking group already. I think it's, no, it it'll be right. it would be a stain on on the Kent Hughes Jeff Gordon and just, administration just get, if it they don't fucking like, move them.
1: Like, like Edmonton are already out of their hole, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: And that's yeah. not to
1: say that maybe Edmonton. It doesn't mean that they can't use. Maybe Edmonton wasn't willing, right? But very so, true. With three goalies for an entire season insane it doesn't, help, it doesn't help any of them it's 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 just poor asset management
0: and I mean now now with team now with like rumors that like Jacob Markstrom could be on the move like you know we're we're starting to lose like the small teams we're starting to lose like the middle of the pack groups that's like you know we we just really you know we we could make a playoff push but if we don't We need to to get our assets started now for next season. That way we're not a middle-of-the-pack group. Some, you know, I don't know. I feel like it's about to be saturated with goalies, and we haven't allowed Josh Anderson, Jesus Christ, Josh Allen, to show what he's still got. And to me, that is... That's got to be up there. That is, you you know what? That's got to be up there with Josh Anderson because Josh Allen, Josh Allen, for the past, what, he's been with us for four or five years now. Every fucking year, he's held it down for this team. And every year, we could have moved him. We could have moved him. We could have moved him. We could have got him for something. Now on the back end, we don't utilize him. He's not being looked at anymore. You know, he's got it still, but. They're not seeing it. They've got no footage on him. He's going to get overlooked. We're going to get passed up. Some rinky-dink dude is going to go to one of these fucking teams like Colorado, and we're going to be looking at ourselves like fucking idiots because that could have been Josh Allen helping helping a team run. And they're just going to take some back, back, backwater fuck, and mm-hmm. it's just going to blow our chances. Fair they've enough. got, oh, my God, they've got two weeks, two, three fucking weeks. Holy shit. Oh, my God, they've got. Oh, Night, 18 days from now, I think. 18 days. I got 18 days to but figure it out. not a lot of time. No, I, I honestly thought he would have. I honestly would have thought that we would have hit the panic button and then like he would have been traded within this time frame like right now he would have been moving to another team uh but he's had let's look it up uh maybe three three games if that nineteen games this season uh his last game was Washington, okay. So they're starting to play him a little bit, but I mean, fuck, dude. Still got an average. De- uh, he still got an average mm-hmm. save percentage, uh, except for when St. Louis came to town. Uh- <laughs> Jesus. Um. Honestly, I thought after uh, the last game we played against Colorado with him had a .914. You knew Colorado was looking around. Thought that was the opportunity. I thought they were going to see something they liked. Evidently not. Evidently not. Final thoughts on Jake Allen? Have I been saying Josh Allen this entire time? I think you've been saying Jake Allen. Oh I haven't noticed. No, no. I've been saying Josh. Because I've been I've been calling him Josh ampson Well, and I haven't noticed
1: once. This so. guy. This guy. Um. The one month. Let's say, <laughs> If they want to keep Jake Allen, that's fine. They want to keep Caden Primo, that's fine. But they gotta get rid of the other one.
0: You're saying to get rid of Montembo?
1: No, I mean they gotta get rid oh, of Oh, they one- gotta get
0: rid of one of them. Okay. I was like, like honestly. <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> he, yeah. he went from Montembo to like, this guy's alright. This guy's alright with us.
1: This guy yeah. is a fantasy
0: assassin. He's all right, man. He's all right. He's all right. Yeah. Until you face him with fantasy, and you're like son of a bitch, he does not even have to win to, to to kill me. Um. I have no other thoughts. I think we've covered what we wanted to. Any uh, you got anything else for us? Nothing springs to mind right away. Let's see. Um. Next game's tomorrow, probably today, when you guys are hearing us, I might record, I mean edit, like 5 in the morning tomorrow, depending, uh, against the Sabres. Like to pull either a win or a high-scoring game for us. I think we got that, but it's the start of a back-to-back against uh, Pittsburgh the following night. I have nothing else to say. I'm excited for a back-to-back. I love watching the Canadians right now. That's all I got to say. Thank y'all. Uh, thank y'all for bearing with us. Mason, take us out. Take us for a walk. All right. Thank you,
1: guys, once again, for stopping I listen to have lately. We will be back again soon. Appreciate all the support. I'll see you guys. Later. Thank y'all. It's been Habs Night. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network.